All right. Hey, everyone. We're here with another episode of the Odyssey Performance Podcast. Today, we have Nikki Burnett from Taste Life Nutrition on here, and we're going to let her talk about the letters after her name hey. and everything about her. <laughs> that's, after my name. Yeah, that's a, lot, that's a lot easier than me <laughs> trying to make up what I think the letters stand for. Uh, we also will be doing a Facebook Live at the same time as this, so it might get a little crazy. I guess we're going to figure that out yeah, as we no, go. Yeah, <laughs> no, it'll be fun. So if, if, uh, if you, you know, you can always go to Taste Life Nutrition, uh, the Facebook page, Taste Life Nutrition, and you can see it live. Um, or, I mean, I, I'll send it over to you and you can post it on yours as well. Perfect. Yep, so. yep. We'll get it all sent over. So I think now we're going to press play. It's like two or three minutes before, but... I, We'll go around that thirty. Okay? So yeah, let's yeah. press play and All right. see what happens here, and we'll get into everything we want to know. All right. So then I'm gonna intro us. Hey, good morning, everybody. Nikki Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition Functional Nutritionist, and I'm here with Chris Van Thiel. He's a physical therapist, um, as you can see, with Odyssey Performance, and so we're here doing um, both. A Facebook Live on my Facebook feed and then he's doing a podcast so we just wanted to get together chat a little bit about what we do um, why we do it you know let's talk a little bit about the world of health that we live in the good the bad the ugly why we love what we do what we'd like to see change um, whatever comes up really um, it'll just be a fun conversation and and uh, and if you have questions of course you can uh, we can see them come across the screen so feel free to to um, ask any questions that you have, we'll do our best to answer them. Cool? Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Let's let's do it. Let's so, do it. Uh, let's start with you. How did you get into the nutrition field? So it's interesting. I think um, nutrition. <laughs> I tell people when I tell this story that my when I was in college, so I was in my master's degrees in animal science, and I was Taco Bell and Dr Pepper all the way. I mean, it was my favorite thing in the world, you know, pizza, you name it. Um, and of course, you know, put on that freshman 20 and <laughs> had a great time. But, um, you know, I wasn't really interested in nutrition until I started doing my own dieting. And the I did actually the worst thing you could do. I did the Atkins diet without reading the book. So basically all I did was eat meat and spark cheese. Spark notes. <laughs> spark notes. Right, right, right. So I ate meat and cheese, and I think it was for two weeks or whatever it was. And it, my, my poor body was a train wreck, if you can imagine. Um, it was awful. So, um, you know, anyway, it's these, these little steps that you go through as you start to, to try to, you know, figure out who you are. And then I just became more and more intrigued. And one day, um, I just started researching an amino acid. I have no idea why, but researching this amino acid, and I just never stopped researching. Okay. So um, I got to the point, you know, over the years, I went into uh, the medical field, but I still continued to research and research on my own. Um, after about 20 years, I thought, I, you know, I'm done with corporate America, and it's time for me to, to, to just really to do what I love. And so I went back to school for nutrition. Okay. And mm-hmm. so what degrees, certificates, licenses, what kind of yeah. things do you have? So, um, interestingly, here in Colorado, and I'm, I would imagine other states as well, you don't have to have anything okay. to say you're a nutritionist. You can just say, hey, 
I'm going to be a nutritionist I today. Eat food. And I, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit um, unnerving, I think, but it, it's true. Um, but I have um, diplomas, I've got certifications in uh, certified nutrition nutrition therapy practitioner and then master nutrition therapy awesome. therapist um and then we'll start training in september through the institute for functional medicine which is like awesome. in my world i'm super excited about that yeah. it's kind of the top of the top for sure um and it's a it's a great program so um yeah that's that's where we are so it'll be good stuff awesome and mm-hmm. you said you're starting training in september yeah okay. yeah how long is that september. program well, so it's kind of however long I want it to be. Um, okay. So there are five courses in order to go through all, I think it's five courses, okay. all of their courses. And so you've got um, sort of their basic course, and then you've got a hormone course and a gut course. And okay. um, so it digs really deep into, um, you know, how to work with clients. And for them, it's, it's patients. It's, it's, you know, medical doctors who are going to school for functional medicine. Um, but it's how to, how to work as a functional medicine practitioner or a functional nutritionist. Okay. Um, so it's just really digging into the dirty details yeah. of lifestyle modification, food, um, labs that we wanna run to really understand. I mean, that's a huge part of what functional nutrition, functional medicine is, is we we need to truly understand how and why the body's functioning as it is, both good and bad. Mm-hmm. And so then we're able to build programs and protocols based off of labs, symptoms, lifestyle, stress okay. factors, exercise, too much, too little, Okay, um, so it's everything. not just, I want to lose weight, give me a, give me some yeah. meal plans for it. Yeah. It's, not, it's more than that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I am not a fan of doing meal plans. I'm going to tell you, anytime I've ever done a meal plan, somebody says, but this isn't what I like. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I've done them and I'll do them. I don't think that they uh, work well in okay. my own experience okay. and so I we talk about food we talk about real food and then we go off of labs and understand okay these are the foods that are actually beneficial for you okay. and then if we need to build build something out based on you know that and, and you know help with ideas you know that's why also I have a health coach I have a health coach that works with me um, and she's amazing she's great at sort of the day in day out small changes, how do we work with the family to make the changes, um, you know, some mental and emotional support, and uh, she's she's amazing. Um, and so my goal is to give clients a super well-rounded um, plan, okay. if you will, yeah. to, to, to find their, their place, right, their place of health, to, to, to reach their goals. Um, and speaking of weight loss, one of the things that I tell people if they come to me for weight loss is if you're working with me weight loss I know is your first goal my first goal is for you to be healthy because if you're healthy the weight loss is going to come okay and that's what we got to figure out because there's probably I mean there's so many reasons why people can't lose weight right and we need to understand what that is you know it can be biochemical it can be um you know you know hormones, it can be infection, it can be stress, you know, there's so many factors that go into it and it's not an easy fix. You can't just go, okay, well, I'm going to stop eating or I'm going to eat 500 (laughs) calories a day and lose weight because it's not sustainable. It makes no sense. Right. Now, do you feel like there's better buy-in when you present people with foods that their body needs on a scientific level versus just the, hey, here are four superfoods or here are the things that are the best in the 
people are talking about right now. Yeah. And, like, broccoli's the number one thing. Yeah. Like, heads of broccoli, heads of broccoli. Is <laughs> it, oh, lots of broccoli. Yeah, you're getting better buy-in when you kind of put that scientific twist on it for people to say, hey, this is what my body needs mm. to allow it to be in a place where I can yeah. lose some weight. I think so. And really, it's not for everybody. And I'm not for everybody, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of the way that it goes. Hey, Tina. Um, <laughs> so, um, but that's the way I feel the most comfortable working. Okay. I need the data, and and people who work with me also want the data. You know, I've had I had one person, um, and I've had multiple people say, "No, I can't. This is too much mm-hmm. for me," and that's okay. Um, but I had one man. We never did work together, but we were used, we we're kind of interviewing each other, and he says. I just want you to tell me what to do. I don't want to go that deep. I'm like, well, okay, then I'm not for you because in order for me to tell you what to do, I need to see what's going on. Right. And that's how I feel comfortable is looking at data, showing you the data, say this is exactly why I've put this plan together. It's not just something that I'm pulling out of, you know, thin air somewhere. It's it's this is this is the plan based on you, your needs, your goals, your labs, mm-hmm. your symptoms. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, it's not for everybody, but it works well and it works well for, for my clients because when you see it, when it's right in front of you, I mean, you can't deny it, right? Right. Now the body's dynamic. It changes. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah. You have to start the right way before you can yeah. continue the right way. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. very similar to how physical therapy is. I mean, mm-hmm. this is what who, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. You have people who walk in. Some places, and they have a diagnosis of an ankle sprain, mm-hmm. and immediately someone will go to a computer and pull out three exercises and say, "Okay, do these three exercises." They didn't. I hear that all the time. Like, yeah. Here you go. Like, how is that helping? Yeah. So you need. To, <laughs> I mean, it's just like you said. You have to actually look at things, kind of say, yeah. "Okay, where someone can have an ankle sprain, but if they just want to sit at work, they don't care if they have an ankle sprain. They're just right. like, oh, hurts to walk from the parking lot to yeah. work is very different than, oh, I want to go out and play soccer with my kids. Oh, I want to chase my grandkids around yeah. the yard. Things like that that are a lot higher risk, higher activity. Mm-hmm. So their plan is very different than that of someone who isn't trying to be active. So you get those same people yeah. like, I don't want to put in the work. Mm-hmm. I just want you to fix me. Yeah. And just like you said, like those aren't the people for me either, right? I mean, yeah. this... You want to be successful. Yeah, not like that. You want to... <laughs> My whole business is based on people who want to be athletes, and athletes are right, yeah. not just competing in high school or semi-pro or pro, but just anyone who has a body who wants to do something that's active yeah. should be treated like an athlete and should yeah. treat themselves like an athlete Absolutely. is the biggest thing. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I can tell people what to do all day, but mm-hmm. if they're not wanting to do the same stuff, then it's yeah. never going to work. So a question for you, but mm-hmm. real quick, I want to throw out there that we actually are in an office <laughs> in a gym. So if you're hearing banging around, it's because people are, you know, taking care of themselves. They're moving. That's what we want. <laughs> That's what we want. So just want to let you know that we're not, you know, in a war zone or anything. Um, <laughs> but, so, okay, so I would throw the question back at you just as you did, you know, starting mm-hmm. out. What got you into physical therapy? Yeah, so for me, I grew up playing sports, kind of your generic PT story. Mm. Got injured myself, but did not go to physical therapy. Knew nothing about physical therapy. Yeah. I spent my time sitting on the sideline, wishing I could be out there playing. That pushed me to say, okay, I want to do something for other people, with mm-hmm. other people. So yeah. in college, is okay. Just like every other kid, oh, I want to help people. I guess I'll go pre-med. Right, right, right. So you start that track, and then you realize, oh, 
medicine is not what I want mm-hmm. to do necessarily. Mm-hmm. I ended up working in a skilled nursing facility, which is essentially a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Very different than anything with the athletic population. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in there, you kind of see that some people's goals are just to be able to walk across the room to the bathroom by themselves. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, it's my great-granddaughter's graduation. I just want to be able to get up the stairs to the bleachers. So when you realize you can make an impact on someone's everyday life, not just this competitive level that right. you think is important mm-hmm. because you're a 19 year old kid. Yeah. Um, that really changed me to say, okay, I can do so much more mm-hmm. as a PT and yep. someone's everyday life and have that effect on them. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of got me into it. And then through PT school, had my different rotations and really just opened my eyes to, okay, there's nursing homes, there's hospitals, but everyone there's so many people who just want a better life and yep. to live a better life and they mm-hmm. feel like they're lost in the system where it's okay, I weigh X amount and I want to do weight loss and there's these books and I've read like the intro of the book and I want to try yeah. this and I've mm-hmm. seen these ex- like workouts on Instagram and on Facebook and these things are just so difficult. You have mm-hmm. people standing on Swiss balls and doing handstands yeah. and jumping around and I can never do that shit. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. what do I do? Yeah. And it's, there's just this giant range of things and people don't know necessarily where to start or mm-hmm. how to get started. And they think, oh, I'm not an athlete, so I can't go to one of the high performance places. Mm-hmm. But I'm also too healthy to be at one of the super easy places that's yeah. just going to give me a yellow TheraBand and four exercises and say, right. okay, like, we'll just wait for you to heal and we're going to take care of your pain, not necessarily get you better. Yeah, you know, and I think it's it, that's such a, it was an eye opener for me, you know, coming into uh, the health and wellness field but uh, you know I think there's such a misconception that um (laughs) so a friend of mine Jeff has a bad knee I think I just saw it on Facebook Jeff um and so this is very timely for him so good um let us know if you have questions Jeff and he'll he's your man that's Um, awesome Anyway, but what's interesting is that, you know, we all think of PT as we have an accident, we've got to do physical therapy, mm-hmm. so we've got to see a PT. We, um, we, you know, whatever it is, it's something that happened to us and now we have to see a PT. When really physical therapy is for those who just need to strengthen certain areas, you know, whether it's, you know, keeping um, and like a chiropractic adjustment, you know, in place. You're strengthening those, those tiny muscles and the big muscles and it's a, like you said, it's performance based. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you know, I have whiplash and now I have to go see my PT. Right. Absolutely. Know? It's mm-hmm. a lot of, before you start something new and a new, like, especially in Colorado, um, where we are lucky enough to live, you have ski season in the winter, you have hiking season in the yeah. summer, you have the seasons in between where you're skiing one day and hiking the next day. So people don't prepare for those things like their athletic mm-hmm. events. And so yeah. when you have no preparation, then you go to ski season, and the first day you go up there, you're spending four more days going, like, I'm so sore. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. that's where physical therapy can say, okay, where are your weaknesses that you don't have to spend two times a week for six weeks in here? You can just do these couple exercises to keep maintenance, and then you'll be prepared for anything you want to do. Or yeah. you are going to go on a backpacking trip. Okay, let's make sure you mm-hmm. can have that much weight on your back and just kind of this prehab more than rehab yeah. situation, yeah. Right. which is a lot cheaper on the front end for everybody mm-hmm. and it's a lot less painful on the back end <laughs> right. which, is, which is great I mean if, if you could tell people just like the dentist you go mm-hmm. and you check and they make sure you don't have cavities they clean your teeth right if people treated physical therapy or even nutrition like that and said hey what can I do on the front end before yeah. I have an issue yeah 
then they're taking care of their issue the whole time mm-hmm. and yeah. it's nothing that we have to spend time with like it's a terrible business model for us but it's much better for us to know that there's people out there like taking doing what they should yeah. do to take care yeah. of themselves yeah it's maintenance it's preventive care mm-hmm. um it's uh, it's what we all should do but a lot of times we don't do and then we're injured and yeah written that script to go see a PT who gives you a piece of paper it doesn't really help you <laughs> some PTs yes. yeah right exactly <laughs> not you so mm-hmm. kind of going off that I know a lot of people when they are feeling that mm, vacation coming up they're like okay I need to lose weight and I've mm-hmm. got six weeks to do it time to go look at the newest fad diet kind of what yeah like I mean that seems to be everyone's quick fix oh, okay, I'm gonna hate it. go on this keto diet I'm gonna go <clears> do something that's mm-hmm. popular in the media right now kind of what is there a place for those things? Are they beneficial? Are they... I mean, everything has a place somewhere, I feel like. Yeah. And it wouldn't, if it didn't work to some extent, it wouldn't be a thing. Right. So kind of what is your thought, especially taking the scientific, the panels and things like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your twist on where do those kind of diets and fad things fit in? So I think what happens is they become fad... Well, marketing is great, but it's, it's also... Um, and excuse me, but it's a little bit of a bastardization of, you know, of, of diets. And I hate the word diet. I don't put people on okay. diets. You know, I teach people about food and how to, how to eat food and what, what good food is. Um, and, but you're right, you know, Mediterranean diet has a, a, a good place, you know, in our right. world. You know, it's anti-inflammatory. It's got some good, it's got some good things about it. Um, keto is can be good but I think it's I think it's truly a diet because I think it's a therapeutic diet okay I don't think it's a long-term um, lifestyle mm-hmm. um, I think but I think it has its therapeutic places veganism I believe is a therapeutic type of diet okay. I don't think it's a lifestyle it's in my opinion uh, well my opinion based on all of the data that I read so <laughs> So, um, but I think that it has its place, yeah. right? I think somebody with cancer, they might go either way. They might need to do keto. They might need to be vegan. I see. Right? Okay. Um, and so it can be a therapeutic diet. Yeah. If somebody's dealing with severe um, cardiovascular issues, like way severe where the doctor sends you home and says, okay, you just got to sit in your rocking chair and wait for your day to come. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking being vegan for a period of time is probably a smart thing to do. But for a period of time, yeah. right? There are too many things missing if we are vegan for an extended right. period of time or as a lifestyle. Now, I understand that being vegan, there's there are a whole lot of other things that go into it right now. We're just talking about food and what it does, what it can do to our bodies. Um, but, you know, not to get too far off, but, you know, we have to supplement if we are doing something like a vegan diet. Yeah. We have to. And I don't think that's how we're, we're not made to take supplements. I mean, and I do supplement. I do therapeutic supplementation all the okay. time. I think it's very, very important when our body's way out of whack, we got to supplement. Yeah. Um, but if we're eating as a lifestyle and we have to supplement because we're missing things, to me, does that, mm-hmm. you get where I'm going? It yeah, doesn't, doesn't really make sense. Absolutely. Um, anyway, one of my favorites, which I feel has really, truly been bastardized, is the paleo diet. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I love the foundation of the paleo diet. Right. Because what it is, is we have real food, we have lots of vegetables, it is not high protein, it is a higher fat, 
moderate protein, lots and lots of vegetables, but we're keeping out grains, we're keeping out some of these things that have the potential to be inflammatory. For some people, some people do well on grains, some people don't, right? Mm -hmm. We are all biochemically unique. And so right. there's not one thing that's good for everybody. But the other thing is it's all grass-fed. It's good, healthy, natural, real food. You know, animals raise it the way that they're supposed to, cared for, um, and and then in their end, they're taken care of, you know, then as well. Um, and so it's just, it's a real basic good lifestyle. Okay. But, you know, some people genetically don't need high fat. Some people need high fat. Some people need more protein. Some people need less protein. Okay. I'm a less protein, lower fat genotype. My husband, who we just did a week of a de or we three weeks of a detox, a week of it being vegan, flipping out because he didn't get any wheat, any meat for that week. He's like, I'm so angry, but you look at his genes. And I'm like, yep, that's why. <laughs> He's just flat out a meat eater, right? But those are interesting things to know. You know, mm -hmm. I've had people ask me, do I, how much protein do I need? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's look at your genes and let's start to you know put put a pretty picture together right. and we can we can have a good understanding of it. But you know I'm not one to just generalize everything. Mm -hmm. I think it doesn't make any sense and it's not beneficial. So, yeah. um, sorry, we were talking about fad diets. You know, fad diets are that's just they they are what they are. Fad diets and um, they exactly they work for some and not for others. And a lot of them I think are not sustainable. Okay. Um, I appreciate the whole 30 um, for what it is, but I every I, every person that I've talked to that has come off the whole 30 has gone right back into what they're doing, um, right. and it's it, the and they don't maintain and it's it's um, it's super strict. Mm -hmm. i and I think fine to be super strict for that period of time, but you got to have kind of a period after that, you know, to where you yeah. are sort of moderating a bit, okay. and so you can have some sustainability, but. I think it's got a, the basis of it is good. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I think yeah. one thing. I mean, I don't know much about that one, but I like that mm -hmm. it's it's thirty days, right? So right. It's, mm -hmm. It tells you, hey, you're only going to do yeah. this and be this strict. Mm -hmm. But you're right. The the follow up to that is not great. They don't do a reintroduction of right. things. They just say, okay, mm -hmm. you're healthy after thirty days. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's it's true, and it, people because they're so. Restrictive, you know, restrictive diets don't work. Right. Restrictive lifestyles don't work. Um, and I will do some restriction, but it's for a pretty short period of time. And right. we have a goal, and then there is an introductory period. You know, that's why I work with people for programs for periods okay. of time. I don't work on an hourly basis. I don't find that that is a, a, a smart plan, mm -hmm. a smart successful plan for me or for my clients. Um, and so, you know, working through that and having the accountability on both sides um, and an understanding, you know, as you're bringing new foods or, you know, foods back in, right. I'm reacting. You know, I didn't know I was going to react to eggs and I'm reacting to eggs, yeah. which happens a lot. Interesting. So, uh, yeah. So where does that play into sticking with kind of what most people start diets because they have an event coming up, right? Whether yep. it be a wedding or a vacation mm -hmm. or... A weight loss diet, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So they often pair that with, oh, I'm also going to start going to the gym six days a week and spending three <laughs> hours in the gym every day. <laughs> right, and right, right. they do it for a day and a half and they're like, I'm just so tired. I can't do yeah. this. I need... I'm not getting enough calories. So either I uh -huh. just eat everything I want and mm -hmm. quit the diet or I stop going to the gym or I 
or they get hurt and they say, oh, mm-hmm. it was yeah. one or the other. It was yeah. eating this way that put me at risk mm-hmm. or it's, I was at the gym doing these things and yeah. that put me at risk. So as far as performance and training, is, can, like, do you have that conversation with people to say, hey, what else are you doing outside of this? Because even though your genome is telling me that you don't need as much protein or fat, if you're going to be increasing your activity level, we need to prepare to for that as calories. well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think working with people, you have to look at, and I'm sure you talk some mm-hmm. nutrition with your clients because it's super important. If you are working out, you want to feed the body. You right. have to feed your body and you have to feed it well in order to perform, especially with athletes, mm-hmm. because that's why they're here. Performance. Um, but yeah, so I'm always talking to, to people about everything within their lifestyle. So yes, movement is always a part of it. Um, if we're going through, um, I'll do what's called a repair and clear program. So okay. it's a gut repair and it's a liver support and detox. And that's a lot of times the way I'll start mm-hmm. a program because it's it does a lot of baseline stuff for okay. the body. Yeah. And then we start you know, moving into the other things that we need to do. But there are times I have people who are like, I, I got to go to the gym. I'm like, fine. But if you feel like you also need to take a nap, your body's working really hard. Right. You know, going through, you know, doing these supplements and it's mm-hmm. it's working hard. So it depends on timing, depends on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I t- may tell them, go for a walk. If you feel up to it and you go- are going to the gym every day, go to the gym every day. Right. Um, I think it's important to, you have to move. Um so, and I'm, I'm not a napper. Some people are. And some people, when they go through this process, like, I just need to take a nap. All right. Listen to your body. Yeah. Go take a nap. Um, and then get up and go for a walk. Yeah. Because, I mean, especially starting a new nutritional cycle, right? Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's stressful for the body. It's just yep. like you started mm-hmm. exercise. It's yep. changing what you're putting in and mm-hmm. what you're taking out of your body. And mm-hmm. so I think that people don't see it that way. People say, oh, I just need to eat better and things are just going to immediately clear up and feel better and I'm going to be awake and I'm going to ace the SAT Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And it's so different than that. I mean, it's stressful in the body to make a change, especially when Mm -hmm. we are in this homeostasis thought of, oh, I'm used to eating pizza and milk and all this stuff. And it's not that they're performing poorly. They're just, their body gets so used to that. And Mm -hmm. so when you take that away, the body reacts just like anything else. And you have to kind of be ready for that. Mm -hmm. And so adding in too much stress is going to make the body tired. Yeah. It's it's interesting because especially if you are, you say we're doing a detox and they were to come here to, to work out and it's an intense Mm -hmm. workout. Well, the liver's working hard, the gut's working hard, the rest of the body's working hard. And then you're coming in working out and breaking down muscle tissue because you know, that's, that's what it does, which is a good thing. Um, but that's a whole lot of stuff. Yes. And so that's what I want people to do. I want people to get to the point to where they are going in and working out regularly, but, but uh, recovering, mm-hmm. right? This recovery is a huge piece because right. you don't want two days later to go, I can't go to the gym today because it's, it's too difficult. Yeah. It hurts too bad. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I think from the physical <laughs> therapy perspective, it's mm-hmm. a do something those days, right? Like yeah. it's not... It's never going to go according to plan. Your nutrition mm-hmm. guide is never going to go according to plan. Mm-hmm. You're going to go out with friends. You're going to go mm-hmm. to a family members, and they're going to make food, and they're going to be insulted if you don't eat it. And <laughs> I mean, I know where I'm from. If you're not part of the clean plate club, like something's <laughs> wrong. 
And so you can't plan for those things like that. Yeah. And people get so stressed out and start to shut off their social life and then mentally yeah. it does terrible things for them because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I need to stick to this diet or I need to be able yeah. to get it at 4 a.m. to work out. Yeah. Um, so I think that from my perspective, it's, oh, on those days that you don't feel good, mm-hmm. we've given you some easier things you can do, yeah. whether it be walking up a hill mm-hmm. as opposed to going on a run or... Mm-hmm just doing some mobility, stretching, yeah. like gentle movement work. Mm-hmm. Just, and that, sometimes that's enough to kind of give you the energy to go do some hours. If you thought you were tired, once you get moving, then you can do more. It's true. But yeah. I think it's just, mm-hmm. it's it should never be an all or nothing principle. It's, yeah. You should plan that not every mm-hmm. day is going to be the best day yeah. since you started this. And yeah. you're going to have struggles. You're going to change. You're going to break down and go buy a candy bar from the store every now and then. But you can't just see that as, oh, I failed and I've I'm quitting and I've mm-hmm. taken back everything, all the good work I've done. Yeah. It just has to be, yeah. okay, I did this and I'm back on track with where I need. Mm-hmm. I just need, my body need a little more calories today mm-hmm. or my body just need a little more of a rest day. And mm-hmm. that's absolutely okay. That's mm-hmm. like maybe work was a little bit harder and you were, maybe you didn't sleep as well yeah. and things like that. And I think mm-hmm. like they're very similar. It's just, is it your muscles that are working out or is it your gut and your, the rest yeah. of your insides that are working out yeah. is what nutrition is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to ask you about, like, fad things that you see mm-hmm. also. Um, I had a point. What was my point? I don't remember. I guess we're going to ask. <laughs> it was right there. Um, so I want to know, um, what do you see when it yeah. comes to people coming in going, okay, this is what I think mm-hmm. I need to do. And so they tell you what the fad stuff is. So <laughs> it's funny from here because take CrossFit, for example. Yeah. You have people who love CrossFit and CrossFit is their life. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who hate CrossFit and are think that everyone who has CrossFit is going to die right, from right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's just not the case. Uh-huh. CrossFit can be very good, like you said, for some people. Some people mm-hmm. have the body type. Some people mm-hmm. have done the prep work to start a CrossFit class. Mm-hmm. Whether that be they were an athlete before or they were training for mm-hmm. something already and then they yeah. found CrossFit, that's very different than someone who's like, I need to get in shape. And I need to go to this high-intensity, high-weight class. Mm-hmm. That's the same whether it be CrossFit or boot camp classes or Orange Theory or the new yeah. one's F45 that's out. Oh, no, um, Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's an Australian program. Okay. But there's a gym in West Arvada, and they're around. Mm, okay. Um, but same thing. They're, just, they're what you would qualify as the fad exercise. Mm-hmm. And... If you get up off the couch and try to do one of these things, then you're going to be more tired. There's yeah. a chance you get hurt because you're not preparing. Yeah. And while some gyms do a very good job of saying, hey, you have to do our intro classes first. It might be three classes. Mm-hmm. And they do the best they can, but it's also not necessarily their job to monitor every single person. That's why they're doing group mm-hmm. classes. Mm-hmm. And that's where if you get hurt during one of those things, you have a lot of people come in and say, oh this hurt me, I can't do this anymore, I hate this. Yeah. And they say that to all their friends, and it's like, well, hold on a minute, like, did they, is it really that that hurt you, mm-hmm. or were you not prepared? Have you yeah. ever done that movement yeah. before in your life? Have yeah. you ever lifted something overhead? Yeah. Um, and there's pieces that are really good, and there's pieces that are really bad, and just having people understand, okay, just because I got hurt the first time I was in there doesn't mm-hmm. mean I can't go back, it just means yeah. I need to pay more attention mm-hmm. to what are my capabilities right now, mm-hmm. You might be a good movement, but you might be terrible when you have to do that movement with weight. Yeah. Um, or you might be not good at controlling it when you're doing it fast. It's just like you run. Some people think that running is going to blow your knees out. So no, if you run right the right way and you yeah. start by only running, okay, I'm just going to run a block. I'm going to do this mm-hmm. for 
two weeks and then I'm going to increase yeah. and then I'm going to increase. Then mm-hmm. yeah, you can run a marathon. Anyone can go run a marathon if they mm-hmm. train the right way. Right. But it's all about prepping your body, prepping your mind mm-hmm. and understanding that change in the body is not a fast process. Yeah. And that's where these fat mm-hmm. diets try and fat exercises, I feel like try to convince people that something can it's happen gonna quickly happen. next week. And yeah. going to be a supermodel. And <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it might, you will see some change. Sure. Or you'll feel some change, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be what you want yet. Yeah. And if you can make it through that frustrating period of mm-hmm. kind of the honeymoon phase where you're really excited, like, oh, I'm doing this new thing. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I'm, everyone's super nice. I'm really excited. And then you spend the next couple weeks of, I've been doing this for two weeks now, and I'm not really seeing any more change, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, it's just hard, and I'm up yeah. early, and I don't know if I like this. If you can make it through that period and just create a habit, mm-hmm. you're going to be a lot better off. So taking these fat exercises and either taking the bits and pieces that you like and making your own yeah. or sticking with one that mm-hmm. you know that feels better for your body and saying, okay, I'm just going to keep doing this for six months and yeah. seeing what happens mm-hmm. after that. And mm-hmm. Like you said, the weight loss will come off if you're doing more. If you increase your activity, you will, you will yeah. lose weight if you're not like increasing your calories a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. But it all like just goes hand in hand. So every, every fat diet has a place, every fat exercise has a place. Yeah. The trick is finding where that puzzle mm-hmm. piece fits into your personal puzzle. You know what I has come to, because I've been guilty of this, but what has come to kind of make me a little bit crazy is when people say, I work out really hard so I can eat anything I want. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's great. Let's talk about what's going on inside. <laughs> right. Yes. And I'm, I'm also guilty of that. You know, I think, yeah, I think a lot of us are. And I heard it at the gym just the other day. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to say? You know, I don't even think she knows that I'm a yeah. nutritionist. And it's totally fine. Because I think that a lot of times that we, that's what we do. Like, okay, I worked out really hard today, so I deserve beer and pizza. Mm-hmm. And maybe on occasion, sure, we're all going to have a beer and pizza. I mean, you know, I won't, I'll have gluten-free pizza. But um, <laughs> I break out. I break yeah, out okay. if I um, <laughs> So, um, but what we have to remember, though, is we're still feeding ourselves mm-hmm. in, in order to be able to move the way that we want to move. And if that's our attitude is, you know, I, I work out so I can eat whatever I want, but we're not eating anything with true nutrient density yeah. and it's giving our, our bodies the ability to work. Right. We're just going to see ourselves just start going downhill. Mm-hmm. So whether it's internally or our workouts aren't what we want them to yeah. be. Um, something that I say a lot, and it's one of my favorite things, and it was one of it's a, it was a moment in my training that was life changing for me, is when I realized, um, and I actually read this in a book, but I say it all the time, is that food is communication. So food is what tells our cells and our DNA what to do and how to do it. So if we're eating clean, healthy food, toxin-free, or as close as we can, I'm not sure if there's such a thing anymore, um, then our bodies are going to have this clean, clear line of communication to our cells and our DNA, and it's going to function. It's going to function as it's supposed Mm -hmm. to. But if we're eating pizza and beer all the time, if we're eating, you know, Taco Bell and Dr. Pepper and, you know, those things on a regular basis, even if it's you know kind of half and half, we're sending these really unclean, unclear messages to our DNA and to our cells, and they start to flip out, right? Yeah. Literally, our body gets becomes confused. It starts to send out these um, alarm, it's called a cell danger response, but it's this mm-hmm. alarm signal. And so here we go with infl- inflammation and 
Um, you know, that, that leads to just a whole host of other things. Every condition that we deal with is due to an inflammatory response. It is inflammation. So we want to keep that under control and know that we're working out to take care of ourselves. We're going to the PT to learn how to work out better to take care of ourselves. We got to feed ourselves well too, or it just doesn't all work. You know, this is a holistic view. You know, it's sleep, it's stress. Mm -hmm. Stress shrinks the brain. Um, I say this another one. I say all the time, literally, stress is the worst thing for the brain. Yeah. Um, so looking at everything that we're doing, too much exercise mm -hmm. is inflammatory um, and not in a good way. Absolutely. So yeah, we have lots of these really um, elite athletes, crazy type A that just go, 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 go. And what happens? They have some kind of inflammatory condition that they're dealing with, autoimmunity, cancer, whatever, um, mm -hmm. because it's too much. We're not meant to just do these crazy intense workouts every single day with no recovery yeah i think that's the big piece for especially when you look at professional athletes right they they are so obsessed with mm -hmm. their sport from yeah. a competitive standpoint also mm -hmm. they just love the sport so yeah they and it's their job and that's the, the difference is that it's their job to recover and they have chefs and they have nutrition plans and they have people who deal with all that stuff mm -hmm. for them and so people say oh so-and-so came back from a knee injury in four weeks. My doctor told me I had to sit out for 12 weeks. Yeah, Why? Yeah. It's like, well, because you're not sleeping in a cryo chamber and you're not right, sitting yeah. out. But when you're sitting mm -hmm. out, you're technically already in rehab the whole time. And then you're sitting with a in some sort of sauna all day. Mm -hmm. And then you are being fed the best food at the best price yeah. and highest quality. And mm -hmm. it's just a different lifestyle for those people. But even those guys get hurt because... Mm -hmm they wake up at 4.30 and they work out even before they have practice and then they have practice and then yeah. they have some recovery time in which they're watching film and they're still stressing their brain. Mm -hmm. There's no true rest in yeah. that. Yeah. You see these people come back and they are getting a different injury almost right away mm -hmm. or they're getting a worse version of the injury that yeah. they have and even though they're doing the right pieces that we're talking about with the nutrition and the PT, mm -hmm. they're missing the rest and no stress side of things yeah, yeah. meditation yeah just go to the beach <laughs> like lay lay outside lay yeah. in the sun just oh, don't take your phone best thing. don't even take a book just mm -hmm. just sit there and watch your mm -hmm. dog and see how happy you're someone told me if you ever like don't believe in like peace of mind like watch a dog yeah and like they just have best. so much fun they just are sleeping <laughs> and then when they're up there running around in the yard and they're mm -hmm. barking at squirrels and then they just like lay down and they're so peaceful and yeah. they they don't pre-think mm -hmm. every little thing and they're not worrying about oh what did I do yesterday that like may have upset somebody and all right. this stuff and just it just mentally wears on mm -hmm. us whereas they don't do that and dogs are a lot healthier than we are oh, for, well except for the way we feed them that is true too so <laughs> good segue that goes into another <laughs> part of your business yeah, which is yeah. <laughs> creating just dog food or animal food in general or so it's really been mostly canine health you know dog food uh, which is not dog food food is food it's it's not human food. I hate that when people say, my, I don't give my dogs human food. I'm like, well, tell me what human food is because dogs are supposed to eat the same food that we're supposed to eat with a few, you know, a few things. They, sh they shouldn't know onions and raisins and things like that. Yeah. But um, what, we have, what we have done as, I don't know, as, I don't know, as a society, but we have, 
we have really shrunk the lifespan of a dog. To date, I think the oldest living dog, and this is extreme, I get it, is like 36. Yeah. What's the dog do? He eats real food and he runs all day, every day. Jeez. Yeah. So movement and real food. Yeah. Literally, I think the dog was out of Australia. Um, I believe sense. he's still around. Yeah. Well, they were farmers, and so yeah. he would he would run with with you know Farmer Bob, Dad, you know, every day. Yeah. And that's that's how we're supposed to be. That's, and they're supposed to get lots and lots of exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they do is they run and they hunt. Um, but we have been. Uh, given this this view of we, we've I'm not saying this well these big dog food companies or animal food companies have taken away our power to care for our animals by telling us that we don't know how to take care of them we don't know how to feed them we don't know what their needs are as far as nutrition goes and that we need to give it up and give it to them these big dog food companies because they know better than we do. Um, And what they've done is they've taken um, trash and they've cooked it into tiny little pieces of trash and they've told us that this is nutrient density and this is how we need to feed our dogs. And so our dogs are living with the same disease as we are. They're dying much more early than they should, just as many of us are. and it's it's a real it's a real problem and you know people will tell me well I give my dog the best organic food there is okay is it kibble yeah then you're killing your dog and I'm not I'm not usually that I'm a little worked up I always get worked (laughs) up when I talk about this but it you are not you are doing a disservice to your dog if you're feeding your dog out of a big paper bag okay it's like you going through McDonald's every single day breakfast lunch and dinner snack and eating mcdonald's and it might even be worse um there is no i don't care if you're paying 500 dollars for a five pound bag of food for your dog it is a deadly food it's not even a food it's not even close to food um and so yes so my goal is to help and it's usually my own clients because then they learn what i do but it's to help them um, learn how simple it is. Yes, it's a little more expensive, but how simple it is to feed real food. It's raw meat, it's organ meat, it's cow liver, uh, bone, have to have bone. You've got to have some veggies. Actually, I don't even know if it's absolutely necessary to have vegetables, but what dogs would use as fiber or wolves, whatever in the, in the wild is like hair. So yeah. they're eating the animal, and it would be the hair that cleans them out. So that's kind of what, I mean, I'm not going to go and give my dog a pile of hair, right? <laughs> Maybe I should. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's kind of what the vegetables, plus they're super nutrient-dense, right? You've got your mm-hmm. cruciferous vegetables that are anti-cancer, and all of that's great. Yeah. But that's what it works as, is it's helping to move things through the colon because okay. they're, they've been... You know they they live with us now, right? So we got to give them what what we have. Um, and what the wild but, animals, or wild dogs are eating, are other wild animals that are eating the right things, right? Yeah. So that's also the difference is that mm-hmm. you get these like going back to like the wolves, right? Mm-hmm. Like deer eat in the wild. They eat the berries. They eat mm-hmm. other things that then the dog gets some of those nutrients from because mm-hmm. it's in those animals already and so we're also losing that piece as well right 
So what they do, what they tend to do is they go for the intestines first. Mm -hmm. And so they'll eat the contents out of there. It's pre-digested. So another reason why when we do feed our animals fruits and vegetables, um, mostly vegetables, a little bit of fruit, um, you put it in a food processor and you get it really, really small because it's almost like pre-digesting it. Um, I also add, add digestive enzymes and hydrochloric acid and so I supplement them like I supplement myself. Um, and so I am trying to do my best to mimic what kind of would be in the wild without sure. truly being in the yeah. wild. But yeah, I mean, that's what they would go for. And they go for the organ meats because the organ meats are amazingly mm. nutrient dense. Yeah. yeah. For us too. They're hard to eat, but they're really good for us. My big thing is just I'm tired of my dog stealing my sweet potatoes. Oh. So I really like sweet potatoes. Yeah. And he now likes them a lot too, and so he always tries to steal them from me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great make thing. Too. Yeah, I know. I know that's the problem. Um, but it, it's funny. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no difference between that. I feel like and kind of reconnecting these fad diets. People mm-hmm. are very uneducated in yes. simple nutritional values that humans need. Mm-hmm. We teach health and nutrition in like high school, I think, but even that is just sort of, yeah. like, it's such a watered down version of oh. what someone actually needs to eat on a daily basis. And it's so, still the low fat, high carb kind of um, terrible mentality. Right, so then you yeah. have these books that come out and they're the bestseller on the New York Times or they're on the in the front window of Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the same thing these giant pet companies are doing, right? They're just saying, hey, you need a resource for what to eat here's a resource for what mm-hmm. to eat and you're going to eat our stuff and this is going yeah. to make you healthy and it's mm-hmm. it's no different than we don't know how to feed ourselves let alone feed our animals yeah. and so we mm-hmm. look to things that we trust which happen to be things that we see first or the biggest names or the biggest it's brands true. it's and marketing it's all marketing and mm-hmm. it's sad and scary yeah. because we have been we're so confused on what we're supposed to eat, how we're supposed to eat, to eat. You know, food is one of the most basic things in life, right? Mm-hmm. Food. We should know how to eat and what to eat. And our world is totally confused. And then you bring in dogs to the equation, and people are like, my head's exploding. Um, but it's almost like they don't know it because, like, well, this is what I'm told is the best. You know, I have this, this marketing that says, I had this dog, he was the best dog, and he got sick, and so we started feeding him well, right. and we made this amazing dog food. Uh, you know, they're pulling at your heartstrings because your, their dog got sick and died, and but they're still feeding kibble, you know? Right. <laughs> I'm like, anyway, yeah, I, I kind of go crazy on a little bit, um, I, but I do love to talk about it, and it's a little bit of a passion play for me because, okay. um, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an animal... F- fanatic um i love them but for me it's dogs and horses are my thing okay and we are um we're not doing right by them you know they were put here i i believe you know dogs were like god's gift to humanity (laughs) right i mean it's like they're the best thing in the world and the horses are too and we they just they're getting sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker and we're no different as humans. Like we're we are no different. We restrict ourselves to being inside mm-hmm. four walls and sitting at desks and not getting up and moving and hunting oh and my gosh, yeah. those things. And then we mm-hmm. feed ourselves the humus and like, equivalent of kibble. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's no different except for we are making the decisions for mm-hmm. us and them. Yep. It sounds like. Yeah. Um, all right. So if people want to connect with you, hear more about this stuff, whether it be 
for their dog or for themselves or mm-hmm. starting with one, then moving to the other, what are some of the avenues that they can reach out to you? Um, so I'm online. I'm about to launch a new website. Awesome. So, and it was, it has been in the making for a while. Um, and as we launch it, it will still be in the making, but that's just sort of the way it goes. But I'm excited about that. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, so it's tastelifenutrition.com and right now it's just my website. Um, I'm hoping within a couple of weeks okay. we're going to launch it. Okay. And so my email is on there. My phone number is on there. Uh, my email is Nikki at tastelifenutrition.com. Um, Facebook is easy enough. I try to do Instagram, <laughs> try to do Twitter. Just I'm at that age where it's just not the easiest thing for me. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's ever easy. I, mean, <laughs> I know. Twitter is just, I'm not even going to mess with yeah. that at all. Yeah. Um, I am doing, I'm trying to do a lot of Facebook lives. You're doing your podcast, you know, so we're both trying to just get ourselves out there and, you know, get in front of people so we can answer the questions and get the real, the real deal out there. Right. I'm, you know, the science changes all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I think our goal, both of us and most of us in this sort of new world of health and wellness, which is kind of, you know, where we're, I don't, I don't even know what you would call it, but it's not your traditional, you know, allopathic kind of stuff. It's, you know, people who really are looking at the body and as, as a whole and trying Mm -hmm. to work with the body as a whole, um, in their own specialty. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, where was I going with that? I have no idea. Um, Except, let's see, I think you were. Oh, to just getting out, and getting yeah. the real information out there. Yes. And 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 as the science changes, so we change too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, let's just talk about what's real, what's good, um, the best that we can, and and have fun with it. You know, we yeah. put so much pressure on ourselves. For the love of Pete, you know, let's just have some fun and and feel good and yeah. be healthy and you know and if we're not healthy let's figure out how to be yeah. you know a little bit of time chip away at it you know yeah. just yeah. Make, start making a change little tiny changes every day and i screw up all the time yeah. and that doesn't <laughs> always mean that you have to commit to a 10 week thing with you sometimes right. it's just hey i have a question mm-hmm. can you answer this question on yeah. how i can get started yep because at the time i'm not ready in my place in life to mm-hmm. start something like this and mm-hmm. i recognize that which is great yeah. i mean i love when people contact me and say hey mm-hmm. I'm about to go on vacation. I'm about to go do this. I have all this stuff coming up. My back is killing me. Yeah. Kind of what can I like? What can I start with? Mm-hmm. And then when I'm ready, I will then make that commitment yeah. because everyone's in a different place in life. You and have I feel to be like ready, yeah. people get so scared that it has to be this giant commitment, all or nothing. And it's yeah. okay. Well, if you do something right mm-hmm. and you get in the habit of doing that one thing, mm-hmm. it's going to benefit you. And then when you're ready to. Yeah make that bigger change, then absolutely mm-hmm. you know where to find me. Yeah. But just reaching yeah. out for that first conversation, mm-hmm. whether it be an email or a call or a text mm-hmm. or an Instagram message or whatever it is, yeah. just starting that conversation mm-hmm. I feel like is so important because it could be one little change that could be all you need. Yeah. But at the same time, it might be, mm-hmm. okay, well, that helped. Now something else is going wrong mm-hmm. and I need help with that one too. I want to give, and I, want, I need you to put your information out there as yeah. well so everybody has it, but I want to give sort of an interesting uh, personal experience where I was having, four, it was probably a year and a half, mm-hmm. significant pain here in my neck. Like anything that I did, I, I saw uh, chiropractors, massage therapists, um, acupuncturists. I did so many things to try to figure out what this pain was because it was so uncomfortable in everything. I got a stand-up desk. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the stand-up desk, it was just because I was sitting all day, mm-hmm. every day. And so that was, and I, you know, when I talk to people about lifestyle and, and movement, you know, I try to tell people, we got to move, you know, set your alarm, do your thing. And I'm sometimes not the person to do it. You know, I sit too much because I'm. Yeah. we're trying to build businesses. And right. it's hard to get outside of trying to build your business and yeah. get the information out there. Um, and that was such a huge thing for me to go, mm-hmm. all right, I need to stand up and I need to get myself moving too. Right. And so, you know, my husband and I, we, I belonged to, I was doing yoga and then I decided I need more. So now I'm at a gym. Anyway, so it's one of those things, you know, it's that one little change. Yeah. You know, standing is a good, it's much better than sitting. Sitting is the new smoking. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yep. Sitting is the new smoking. <laughs> and also it's, yep. it's not the standing, I don't think, as much as the option to stand. Yeah. There's a lot more places mm-hmm. in life that you can sit and work yeah. than stand and work. And mm-hmm. so having that option means, okay, you can stand for a bit and then you can sit for a bit. So it's just mm-hmm. that transition versus, mm-hmm. oh, my only option is to sit at my desk yeah. and work. And that goes into people see me for an hour at a time. Mm-hmm. Every single appointment's an mm-hmm. hour. But that leaves 23 hours of their day that they're not moving Mm -hmm. so for them to think that they can do whatever the hell they want for 23 hours yeah and then seeing me for one hour is going to make them absolutely perfect that's just not how it works right Mm -hmm. and we talked about this our our goal is not to tell someone how to change our goal Mm -hmm. is to guide someone to take responsibility for their own change in their own life and what they want to accomplish Mm -hmm. and so the standing desk kind of gives someone that avenue of, okay, I know I should move as much, but I have a job that I have to be at work for long periods of time, Mm -hmm. but what can I change? I can change whether I'm sitting or I'm standing, Mm -hmm. or I'm kneeling at my desk, or Mm -hmm. I'm doing these other things. And it just provides those options for people Mm -hmm. that allow them to kind of keep maintenance while without being like, okay, well, I don't have time to go to the Mm -hmm. gym for three hours every day, and I don't have time to do this. Okay, but what can you do Mm -hmm. in your space without changing that much of your life? You're doing um, kind of a cool program mm-hmm. for people who sit. I, I actually put this in my newsletter, if you get my newsletter back, to, I don't know, a week, two weeks ago, whatever it was. It's just a really cool idea to get people to move. So talk about that. Yeah, so my program is at lunchtime on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's a about 40-minute class, if you want to call it that. So people still have time to eat a little bit on their lunch hour. Lunch hour, I know, is precious. To some, mm-hmm. pe- to most people, yeah. Um, so you can eat the right food and not your kibble. Um, <laughs> I love it. So, all the classes is just kind of taking all the general positions you're in when you're sitting and reversing those. So yes, we are on yoga mats. No, it is not yoga. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will do some holds and strengthening things. Mm-hmm. No, it is not a weightlifting class. No, yeah. it is not CrossFit. Mm-hmm. It is purely meant to be this reverse of sitting, reverse of stagnant yeah, positioning. Yeah, I just love that. Get moving, get some mobility mm-hmm. in in the middle of the day, kind of to break up. Oh, maybe you worked out in the morning, but then you're sitting for eight hours because you mm-hmm. sit at your desk, then you sit at lunch, and then you sit when you get back for your last four hours of work, and then you sit for an hour in the car. Now, you worked out first thing in the morning, but now you've had nine hours of sitting, and like yeah. how great can that be for right, you? Right, yeah. So it's just this middle of the day, kind of break from all of that, just get gentle movement in. You don't think about it. You don't have to sweat. You just have to do something mm-hmm. to tell your body, hey, like sitting is not our life. 
sitting is not the position we're supposed to be in. Right. These are not positions for our joints. This yeah. is not, our blood flow should not be this mm-hmm. slow all the time. Our stress level should not be based on kind of this staring at the computer. It's bad yeah. for our eyes. It's bad mm-hmm. for our brains. Oh my gosh, my eyes have gotten so bad. Yeah. So it's just mm-hmm. a little bit of every that. And it's just, it's whatever people want to make of it. Yeah. But it's a low risk kind of thing. People don't have to feel like, oh, I need to have time to change and I need to have time to take a shower afterwards and all this stuff right, that yeah. people use as excuses not mm-hmm. to go somewhere. Yeah. It's something a little bit shorter, but also, like I said, it's just made to take all of the joint positions from sitting and working and reverse them all for you. Cool. So, I love it. I think that's great. It's a super smart idea. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, so to f- ask questions about that class or questions about anything mm-hmm. else people mm-hmm. can find me i'm on instagram at odyssey performance pt um website www.odysseyperformancept.com it has my email it has my cell phone everything on there um and then obviously they can reach out to you and you can reach out to me and mm-hmm. my people can reach out to me and i can reach out yep, to you yep, yep. Um, and then hopefully we can talk more about <laughs> this connected. again and so yeah that's had a lot of fun. This has been super interesting. For those of yeah. you on the podcast that missed it the first time, we're doing a Facebook Live currently, and so that's been interesting with the camera staring at us. <laughs> we're, and, we're staring at ourselves. Yeah, and hopefully we're not <laughs> screaming into Facebook either because we're like, trying to make sure the computer can hear us over there. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for this. This was uh, this was Chris's idea, so I think that I thought it was a great idea and awesome. a ton of fun. And, um, you know, we're here to... To help. Yeah. So let us know what we can do. Perfect. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody.